Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Destination Tokyo. I'm Mark Shardlow. Thanks very much for joining me today. And it's a very different sort of feel to today's interview. Richard Whitehead is a double leg amputee. He won a gold and silver medal at the Rio Paralympics and gold in London in the 200 metres. But he's in a very reflective sort of mood today. He puts sport and life in context and he asks the question, has the Paralympic movement changed over the last 12 months? So here he is, Richard Whitehead, with the ups and downs of the last year. It's really tough at, at the moment, isn't it, when you think about where athletes are generally. And not just uh, physical health, also the mental health side of, of sport. And I always, I always think about, not just myself, but also my competitors, I'm always wanting to have that fair, fair and even platform for everybody to compete and uh, I know across the world at the moment a lot of my competitors are either in lockdown or having limited access to the tracks or the training facilities which is really frustrating so the games if it goes ahead this year will be something that it's more of a platform to say look sports here the, the benefit of sport is really important but also that we acknowledge that not everybody's had a a fair platform and at the moment I'm I'm actively training training as hard as I, I ever have been but under under conditions that have been affected by COVID and 2021 I look back at last year how I was feeling after it was first cancelled and I was a bit frustrated with with not knowing or not understanding where sport would move to or move forward to but now it, it's more about understanding that I'm grateful that I've got practice, practitioners that are able to support me and I'm able to access facilities. You're sounding a little bit downbeat there. You're usually really up. Is that because ah. you've had a tough old week? <laughs> or do you, is That's it really a, yeah. that actually you've been to two games which have been amazing and this one yeah. is going to be very different? No, I think I think you as an athlete, you you kind of see... The shiny lights, you see the the celebrations, you see the uh, the event. You don't understand that athletes do go through the the mill of of the ups and downs, and everything combines to your 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 kind of your mood and your 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 health. And and for me, having having a young family and and being uh, a more established athlete, not an older athlete like you said, Mark, uh, um, of, of three games two summer, one winter, um, and they've all been so different. And Tokyo will also be. And uh, I always had aspirations of going to Tokyo. And obviously last year it, it seemed to have disappeared. But going to Tokyo has been to, going to be uh, a games where hopefully we're able to show, get, showcase not just Paralympic sport, but also the human race and how the human spirit can overcome some incredible things to become successful. Don't don't judge the Paralympic Games on gold, silver, and bronze. Uh, judge it on uh, the human spirit and the stories that come out from that. And that's an interesting take because I know there'll be some Paralympians who would say to me, "Yeah, it's serious competition. Judges on gold, silver, bronze." But you you've got a slightly different take on it there. Well, I've won too <laughs> so, you can say so i can kind of t i can take it i can say that there's, there's athletes that have, have, have trained all their life for the opportunity that that comes around this summer and um i've been lucky enough to have the platform to be successful and the the training to be able to do that but life's important life's important to me and and the 
the benefits of people understanding that uh, sports are a great thing, but life's more important than that and the opportunity to give you. I also look at some of my competitors from from third world countries that um, have had to overcome not just their environment, but also COVID. And with with working across the world with humanitarian charities, that I, I now have a... A toolkit that enables me to empathise in in some of those environments, and I I, I do feel that the Paralympic movement has changed through COVID, uh, and so have the athletes, and I'm sure there'll be some some heartwarming stories that we as athletes we want to see the performances, we want to see those those gold medal performances, but under restrictions, I think you sometimes need to be aware that it might be more the holistic approach of what sport means to people. Yeah, well, I'm all for that, Richard. And later this week, I'm going to talk to Tom Evans, who's an ultramarathon runner. He came on a couple of weeks ago before the the marathon trials to see if he could make the, the team. And uh, he collapsed during that run. And we've had a little conversation since he ended up in hospital. And he said, yeah, I think it's important that people know what it's like when athletes don't succeed. And it is like you said. Yeah, definitely, it's a story. It's it's a story, and there can only be one winner in your event. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and also you've these these athletes or the athletes or as athletes are pushing ourselves uh, to be successful in in our own right, and um, that that's what's really important. That like you say, that there will only be one or two people that that get the seats for the plane and get to the Olympics. Um, and just because they don't get to the Olympics or Paralympics doesn't mean that they're not successful. And this is where sport has that, that darker side where for every person that goes on the plane for the Olympics, there's probably seven or eight other people that are behind them that are left at home disappointed. And the the, the offshoots of that are that we need to be a sport as, as people, as athletes, understand that where we've come from and, and the athletes that have, that we've left behind and also understand that um, the power of sport has to have people that also are singing from the same song sheet. So those people that are back in the country need to be our supporters. And uh, that's why we need to support them as well. So where are you at then? Um, I guess you've got to find some racers somewhere, which is getting, oh, look at those guns. You can't see them. <laughs> He's showing his guns. So obviously the gym's going well. But when it comes to actually yeah, competing... I mean, you look at Europe at the moment, it must be a nightmare trying to find somewhere to actually race. Yeah, trying to arrange, trying to find any kinds of races, whether it's domestic or uh, or internationally, is, is a nightmare at the moment because of, of lockdowns. Obviously, uh, uh, France has gone into a month lockdown and that's why I was meant to be first starting in May. So whether that happens or not, I'm not sure. And for, for me as a, a more established athlete, having all those ducts, aligned with regarding my recovery my snc my track my my competitions need to all align for me to become successful but then also you need to be dynamic as a person and as an athlete to then understand that the the year 2021 is different and i'm just kind of going well if it's different then i need to train differently and i've got practitioners that are that are aware of that and also challenge me in different ways so I'll be doing things like time trials at the track. I'll be running with different athletes, whether that's um, um, able-bodied athletes or Paralympic athletes still on the, on the same journeys. And I've also um, just 
uh, well, I've just started working with um, an Olympic uh, prospect uh, on my start. So uh, that should be a, a benefit of me moving into this season. So Joel Furman, uh, ex-bobsleigh uh, bronze medalist, and uh, he's run under 10 seconds for 100 metres. So, so I'm working with him um, and that's uh, hopefully bringing in uh, another 2 or 3% to my to my aging body, as you like to call <laughs> More it. More established body, I think you would Mate, call I, it. <laughs> I, still, I, I still can improve. You, do you know the question that really annoys me? And, and this is what I always, I always say. When people say, when you're retiring, or is it time for you to retire? Look, I'm never going to retire. I'm always going to be doing something. And I think retirement's giving up. You know, when people retire, they give up. Don't never... Whoever's listening, never retire because that's giving up. It's about finding something else that you're passionate about and transferring all your energy into that. That's a great message to leave on. Thank you very much. I will also remember Anytime. that when my daughter calls me old, I'll tell her that I am more established. <laughs> I like that very much. <laughs> yeah, Richard, fine. all the best. Um, keep, keep on trucking and let's see those guns in a month's time and see how they're shaping up. Anytime, Mark. That's Richard Whitehead with some interesting takes on the year so far and looking ahead to Tokyo Paralympics at the end of August and all the best to Richard trying to find events to compete in in the coming weeks and a quick plug for Richard's podcast it's called Track and Ball he presents it with Ellen White the footballer and they've got a great lineup of guests so go search that one out too that's just about it from me for today don't forget if you enjoyed it and you want to give me a small tip that will go straight to Maggie's Cancer Centres, you can find the details in the show notes. In the meantime, I'm going to say thank you for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye.